Hey, what's going on? It's Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. It sure is a beautiful day today, my friends. Can't say so for yesterday. We had that storm come in. Right. Today, by the way, is the second of <clears throat> second of um, September, twenty twenty one, and uh, a Wednesday. Geez, we're focusing on the kids in school and all the other drama that's permeating our society right now, masks and politics and war and pandemics and all that shit, along with the day-to-day, we just want to get our kids through the week, you know, without any sort of major malfunction, major drama. It's amazing how you, even in the midst of, of all those things I mentioned, that you, you kind of find a rhythm, you find a way to persevere and just they become background stresses, things that you don't really focus as much on, can't do much about them, it seems, you try to do the right thing for you, your family, your community, hopefully, you keep other people in mind, right, when you make your decisions, but you never know what kind of other shit's going to go down, so, we had that Hurricane Ida that went through, walloped Louisiana and Mississippi and much of the south, and it came up and uh, finally made it to PA. Wednesday, busy as hell at the office, didn't uh, know what everyone was talking about, discussed uh, potential uh, forecast issues, you know, what are we going to do, and when is it going to come down, uh, looked like around dinner time, sure as shit it did, around 536 started raining cats and dogs man just raining and raining for a couple hours it did that I don't know how many inches it dropped but um, a couple patients had to cancel out of the schedule I went home at least the power was on but it was flooding all over and the creeks in the area were all swollen and gutters running like friggin rapids and so I hurried home, got home around 8pm and there was uh, our willow tree that's in the yard it fell over just lost purchase it's little delicate roots just lost, lost purchase in the stony ground that had been turned to mud and it just leaned over so at least we had power until about 2 a.m., and then we lost power. Woke up, there was no fans on, no um, white noise, none of that shit. So I'm thinking, oh, fuck, you know, I had class this morning at the office, losing sleep now, tired of shit. So I dragged my ass downstairs, put on some shorts, and I pull the generator into the grass around the corner a couple pulls sputtered to life god that thing has been so 
wonderful. It's been an outstanding piece of equipment. I'm going to go this weekend. I might have said this before, but I'm, this weekend I'm going to get another generator. The same model or even maybe an upgrade. 8,500 maximum watts. I got the dedicated circuit. Man, I pulled this sucker. It sputters to life. Plugged it into the house. Flicked those breakers. And we had power, at least downstairs. Unfortunately, it was a little bit of a cooler night. So, we had that going for us. <clears throat> Power's still out as of 3 p.m. So, hopefully, by dusk, we get it back. It would be really nice if we did. Busy day at the office tomorrow. So, anyway, so that's what was going on. The, rem the Ida Remnants. Um, pretty powerful, man. Pretty humbling. And that was what commanded everyone's attention yesterday. School was out for my kids. School was in for my wife. Uh, college was out for my uh, students at Gwinnett. School's closing. Some, you know, it's like, Jesus. It's nuts, man. So... I got to sleep in just a little bit. My wife had to scurry out to work. And it's been a stressful day. But it was relatively calm at the office. It wasn't a very busy day. And that's okay. I could use some fucking breaks sometime. You know, a little bit more leisurely schedule. So Tuesdays and Thursdays is going to be my lighter days. And that's cool. Um... I want to give a shout out to everyone. You know, the thing is, when you get an issue like this with uh, a storm or something, hurricane, tornado, God forbid, flooding, you, th you think of yourself first and then square away your own personal needs. You start looking for other people to help. This morning when I was trying to fix my willow, I uh, had some neighbors come across and help me chain it up to the fence. And that was very nice of them. I hope that tree makes it, you know. But I want to give a shout-out to others who were kind enough to go out and help other people. And lend a generator or help people out. It's a nice thing to do, you know. We all need to come together. You wonder what it's going to take, you know. In small circumstances like this, I have my friend uh, Gar and Deb. And really great people. They just pulled into my driveway at the office, not to make an appointment, but to check, hey, how are you? Told them a little bit, backed out of the driveway, and they went on to check on somebody else. They have no power. They, who knows when they're going to get it back. So, everybody's got their stuff, you know, to be sensitive to others, to, to be, how can I help you? when you're in pain. That's a tremendous thing. God, there's so many other um, topics to discuss. Yesterday, I was so overcome with just, you know, oh my God, let me make it through this puddle. Is that road washed out? There's a barricade here on the way home. I couldn't even tell my stories 
that I had of the day. But I had an encounter with my anti-masker friend who no-showed me the other day. Very complicated older man who tells me that his son goes to a chiropractor that doesn't require masks. And, oh, that's it's interesting how he doesn't do that. Oh, maybe he's right and I'm wrong. Is that what you're saying? He's, uh, you know, you're, you're here, though. You're here. So I'm helping you, obviously, like this other guy can. So, listen, what the fuck ever, man. This guy tells me he slept through his appointment the last time. After, you know, it took him all this effort to come back because I told him, this is a guy I, I availed that um, we were going back to masking because coronavirus numbers were up. So he's trying to convince me how this is a big ruse, it's a big conspiracy, it's all about money and control. And I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Hell would want to make money like this. People really that cruel, that sadistic that they would they would want people to be sick so that they could make a little bit of money on a medicine or a vaccine or whatever. So this guy no showed me and then says, you know, to my staff that oh yeah, I just slept and uh, I Sorry, I forgot about my appointment. And he tells me that he slept through it. He slept for 20-something hours. He takes these really, you know, these medicines, which you take one or two of these pills, they might help you. Guy takes a lot, okay? Many, you know. Somebody else might think about taking a pill like this and be concerned about the capacity, the cap- you know, the potential for addiction. Just taking one or two. You know? These people have problems with this stuff. This guy, he's taking by the hand fill. And then, he wakes up in the morning. I'm talking about somebody old enough to be my dad. In the morning, he takes, to revive himself, he takes like a stimulant, a caffeine pill, like a stacker called Stacker 2 or Stacker 3. These are like, you know, they get you hyped up. Shitloads of caffeine, too much. So up, downers and uppers. Everybody's got their poison. I'm not trying to give this guy shit about this. You can sleep. I've had sleepless nights. I'd do anything to, to get a, a restful night's sleep. But this guy's fucking crazy. And this is the one who's telling me that coronavirus isn't anything to be concerned about and how these other chiropractors are not requiring masks. I did read a little you know, article. I didn't, couldn't stomach reading the whole thing, but headlines said that some chiropractor in Florida was writing um, um, vaccine waivers for people. What is, what is your fucking problem, man? How crazy do you need to be? How ideologically fucked do you need to be before you could it would dawn upon you that you that it would be a wise move to cover your fucking face up so you're not breathing all over people 
that's spitting all over people with your exhaust. That's what it's like. You look at a fucking exhaust pipe. You know how it, you know, flows out of your tailpipe. Well, this one flows out of your freaking mouth is like a tailpipe. Some people talking shit out there, especially you. Look, 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 like the big ram. You know, at 5.7 liters, it makes a lot of exhaust. I could rev my engines if I wanted right now. I don't want to scare the shit about out of the guy with the Subaru in front of me. So, self-explanatory, put a mask on so you don't breathe on people. People have been doing this forever. Wrote that shit in the Bible that during times of pestilence, you cover your face with something. Every pandemic before this one, same thing, covered your face, people want to do it, don't tell me what to do, it's against my rights here. Are you fucking out of your mind? Well, the answer is a lot of people are out of their minds. I had a patient yesterday, works at the Horsham Clinic, and I was asking about some conclusions, you know, like, give me a synopsis of what you're experiencing during the coronavirus. What is it like over there? And she said that first demographic she shouted out was uh, elderly people, 70, people in their 70s and their 80s don't have anything to do and they haven't been able to do, you know, they've been scared to go out, rightfully so in many cases, and so they took, put on the news, they sit on the couch and eat, and they drink, and they drink too much, and they start to really decompensate and get sick. And start to have delusions and, you know, have all kinds of problems, have mental breaks. It's possible for anybody to wind up in this kind of situation. You know, this, this stuff happens. You know, and especially under times of stress. So this population I've talked about, uh, my concern for these people, for baby boomers people that are like my parents' age, that they're struggling right now. And she also talked about children who, say, they're squeamish about going back to school, or they're, you know, they're concerned about uh, the virus, or they're socially imbalanced now that they've broken their rhythm, and it's harder to go back. You're like, break, break a routine, and all of a sudden you try to get back into it. It's painful, man. So there's all kinds of stresses that are out there right now. Everyone I know has a story to tell. And a lot of them are very, very scary. The cool thing is that, and it's not cool, it's terrible, but it's comforting in a strange way. Everybody is really dealing with similar problems. You know, Don't think that you're an islander, that you're the only one that's in this predicament. It's not. And that reality should unite us. But I don't know. We seem like we're farther apart than we've ever been. As always, there's wonderful people, and there's great experiences, and there's horror and division and all that stuff. So I talked to that guy. He's just, I love him so dearly. I'm glad he's back. He's out of his mind. You know, he did, though, uh, admit that, look, I understand if you, this is your office, if you want to come, if I want to come see you, i got to wear the mask. It's not a big deal. I hate it. I can't do it. And he tried to talk about... Um, you know, public health and how, well, I read this study, I said, listen, man, no offense, but let's say we're talking about, you know, my little analogy is this, you are a plumber, and you're really good at 
you know, doing plumbing stuff. And maybe you know a few things about every area, aspect of the construction trades. Maybe you can put up drywall and, you know, frame a house and do some bathroom work and whatever. Maybe you can just use your hands really well. You can build things and your specialty is plumber. Well, maybe also you're a coin collector. Maybe you like collect stamps. Maybe you're a, a amateur triathlete. Maybe you um, like to... I don't know. My point is you only have so many areas of things that you're good at in life. You know, we say it's a wise decision to specialize because you can't, you know, be a jack, master of all, jack of none. Like an Abraham, uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, like a Ben Franklin was a, what's called a, um, a Renaissance man or the, you know, like a Leonardo da Vinci. These people are like polymaths and crazy artists and mathematicians and uh, athletes and they do everything well. Most people do a few things well. So point being, what is the likelihood that if you're a plumber, you know, that you're going to be able to really understand the implications of public health and virology and infectious disease with any degree of accuracy. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of information out there, but, you know, the devil's in the details. There's a lot of people out there talking that they and acting like they they've got the answers, and they most likely don't. You know, so we have no choice then but to listen to the plumber when we have, you know, a pipe that's fucking bust, broken, the fucking I don't know in the, in the winter time or clogged toilet or whatever. Or, you know, you want to put an addition on your house. You want to, I want to do this. And, you know, you better talk to somebody who knows they're doing. You know, yesterday I had a guy come in yesterday. He's a, a electrician. And he said, this guy calls me whenever he screws something up. So he'll try to, to do something on his own. And then when it, it has a problem with it, he'll call me and I'll go fix it for him. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with like, you know, freelancing, trying to understand things a little bit more, um, trying to increase your, you know, to do something on your own. A lot of times, DIY, it's very, um, it's wonderful. I like to do a lot of DIY stuff. I like to learn by doing. I don't mind if I make a mistake, depending upon the situation. Maybe I'll save myself some money. Maybe I'll surprise myself with how much more I could do than I thought. So, that's an interesting observation. This guy calls me when he fucks things up. I fix them. Okay. You know, it's one thing if we're talking about your house. But if we're talking about, you know, your health. You know, you could really, you could wind up in a hurt locker. Or other people could. Typically, your little addition you're putting on your house or your wiring, and maybe it'll burn your house down, but hopefully not others. Certainly could, though. Um, so that's what went on. I had that little encounter, and that was interesting. I had another encounter like that today where there was a friend 
um, again, who I care very much for, but uh, she said that uh, another doctor had told her, pointed at her right around the, pointed right at her nose, and said. Pointed right at her nose and said, you know what? You need to get this vaccine. And I thought, well, you know, I'd spoken to this woman before about whether it was the right thing for her to do or not. And uh, tried to convince her, but she said this doctor is a cardiologist and that he, um, you know, she was in there with with her mom, and the guy. She asked him about it, and she had some concerns about clots and this, that, and the other thing. And the guy said, "You should get this." So I'm assuming that the cardiologist has a little bit more perspective and experience as opposed to this woman. You know, what do you think about that? Is that possible? And so she seemed to be taking his point of his uh, uh, advice on it, and then. There was um, another thing she mentioned. She said she talked to her pastor about it, and she'd been praying about it. And he said that he got it, and she thinks it's because he wants to travel, and you have to have this eventually anyway. And he said, well, you know, God is in control whether or not you get vaccinated or you don't get vaccinated. He said, I don't... She said, this pissed me off a little bit. She said, he said, yeah, I don't, I don't advertise it to everybody, but I did get vaccinated. So that means that you don't have the courage to me, tells me you don't have the courage to say that this is the right thing to do. You know, you don't want to tell people necessarily, always tell people what, you know, they should do. You do that, they're going to disown, you know, they're not going to listen to you. But if you, uh, if you have an opinion on something that makes sense and you care about people, you'd want to help them as well, right? This is coming from the people who uh, care so much, feel so ideologically driven about their um, worshiping of God that they can't help but tell everyone else how they need to listen to the gospel and fall in line, get down on their knees and pray to God for so that they can ensure um, you know, eternal life and all that stuff. So, you know, on the one hand, we've got, well, mind your own damn business, don't tell me what to do. And on the other hand, we've got, if you really know something and you feel a certain way and you care about people, you'd want to help them, yes? Yes. So you should, I think. Uh, secondly, I had a, uh, a continued saga new chapter to the meteorite so I was on this page called PA Rockhounds and the Rockhounds are a bunch of I seem like enthusiasts people who like to find different rocks and you know arrowheads and do all kinds of cool shit and I think that's wonderful so I put my meteorite on there and as you recall I have put it in front of different, you know, geologists and professors and 
contacted the Penn, the Philadelphia College of um, or Academy of Science. Nobody got back to me, but a bunch of people do say that it looks like every meteorite they've ever seen in a book. You know, so I go on the PA Rockhounds Facebook page and immediately get grief from this guy. His name is Chuck Rock, right? Which is a cool name. He's kind of an asshole to me. It was early in the morning, so upon waking, he must have seen my meteorite, and he said, uh, can you get me another picture? That's kind of dim, and, you know, it looks like slag to me. So, okay, slag. So slag seems to be a byproduct of steel. Of steel. It's like a lesser quality stone, rock, mineral, that, um, it's my understanding, that it's not really strong. You're not going to make I-beams or anything out of it. You know, so uh, it's like impurities in steel making is my impression. So I've seen images of bulldozers pulling, pushing slag by the ton off of, you know, this little um, ledge like a, in a landfill. Like it's rubbish, you know. Push all the slag down there dispose of this slag and so these guys are saying then the implication is that this is a piece of rubbish, a piece of garbage from the steel industry that somehow wound up in a creek. My buddy said hey maybe it was uh, you know, take that slag, they can't use it for steel so they maybe repurpose it for another industry, they could put it um, uh, on a train, on a cargo train, and chuck, 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 across the country, uh, or to its next destination, and next thing you know, the piece falls off, and there's shit littered all over, he said, the byways of the train tracks and stuff, so, okay, and then he goes, maybe it found its way to a creek, and it was pushed down that creek, and, and along to its final destination, where you found it, a hundred years later, and, the water worked on it to kind of smooth it over a little bit. And so I'm like, oh, that could happen. Stranger things have happened, right? So these guys are kind of beating me up a little bit. And I'll be honest, it was kind of tugging on my heartstrings a little bit. Because I, I surely love this meteorite and the story that I've kind of built around it. Not that any of it's been fabricated. It's, it's true. It's, it's all about the wonder. The possibility that this could be something rare and from an alien world. You know, I sometimes will call it, like, is it the AllSpark from Transformers? Or maybe it's, um, you know, a precious meteorite from a far distant, you know, a distant galaxy, whatever. Maybe it's like the uh, Cocoon, you know, from the movie Cocoon that uh, Steve Gutenberg and Wilford Brimley were in gave all the old people boners, you know so I you know, spun a little yarn around it, but I'm sincere and really wanting to know whether or not it's something or it's nothing so after all these freaking rock dorks are climbing a freaking dog pile on my rabbit this guy chimes in and he says, well, I can take a look at this and appraise it if you want. And he goes on to say that he's a 
certified gemologist that has all these credentials and he's written books and he has certain gems in various um, he has gems in various museums around the country and also discovered a gemstone an unknown gemstone so obviously the guy knows what the hell he's talking about you know he's an aficionado of I think mostly jewelry and stuff like that but gemstones maybe too obviously he's selling these things and you know likes them and it's a business that he's in so good for him Anyway, he seems to be the most legit individual that I could possibly have that will help me <coughs> determine whether or not this is something real or not so real. So he says to contact him, I do, and I say, hey, thanks for helping me with this. He goes, well, you know, look, what are you going to do with it? You just want to, you know, are you keep it? you want to sell it? What do you want to do? And it made me wonder, first of all, after he was... On the tail end of everybody telling me that, that they think it's slag, he says that, you know, am I trying to sell it? Well, I said, I'd be interested in finding out if it's if what it is, if it's authentic or if it's not. But it makes me just that on, on site, he's saying, well, let me take a look at it because it could be something. You never know. Whereas the rest of these nerds are saying, well, everybody thinks they found a gold nugget or a precious stone of some sort. You know, Ark of the Covenant, this is a fucking piece of junk, you know? Don't think it's so special. You novice. That's the, the attitude I was getting from some of them. So this dude, Brian, got a real toothy grin. I, I wonder if he's going to be the one who helps me identify it. I hope he is. And if it's slag, it's like, I figure if he gave me, if he offered me a thousand dollars for it, I'd probably keep it. Well, then I would realize, like, wow, if he's going to offer me a grand, then maybe it's worth ten grand or something like that, right? Maybe he can do something with it. He's going to flip it. <laughs> Somebody trying to flip my meteor. So... Another guy gets on after that, and he's like, can you send me even a little piece, like an ounce? I can run it through, I can do a spectral test on it, and I can determine whether or not it is a slag or a meteor or whatever. So I'm excited that there are some who think that it's, that it might be worth something. And it's an interesting story to evolve. So here I am sitting in my, my driveway, and these fucking idiot landscapers mowed my yard just to kind of check the box here. Had freaking 10 inches of rainfall yesterday, so there's big old ruts in it. Not terrible, but I'm a goddamn willow tree has fallen the other direction. I held it up in one direction, now it's trying to go the other way. We'll see, I'm gonna see what I can do here. Maybe I'll just leave it there for now and then try to stake it over the weekend. Hopefully, the ground starts to firm up. It'll live to fight another day. 
Well, that's it, my friends. It's not every Thursday that I get home at 4 p.m., so I'm going to go see my family, and uh, hopefully the fucking power comes on sometime soon, right? All right, love and respect. <laughs>